Hey everyone, welcome to our summer series, Unlikely to Apologize Presents Cocktail Chats. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki. And I'm Heather. And uh, yeah, welcome. And I'm, I'm doing this podcast with no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wash my hair. I haven't washed my hair. It's so gross. I haven't washed my hair. So I finally washed my hair and did my hair, but I don't have any pants on. So there you go. Welcome to the summer. Free balling. <laughs> <laughs> so um we have a, this is kind of gonna be a quick series just to kind of get you guys into what it is we're not going to do interviews um we're going to just kind of have little chats um the goal is to share some cocktail recipes from my old bartending days or maybe even something summery and fun um and also to connect a little bit more with our listeners so you I mean you obviously know a lot about us from the past six months but this is kind of more so you could see me and Heather and kind of our element and what it's like to hang out with us so I think we're um, pretty fun yeah, welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome. This is going to be us just scroll writing left and right. But I, I think for the first one, we have to talk about what's going on. Yeah. So this might be a little bit heavier than we than we want to be, but I think it's it's good to address it. Um, let's talk about Roe versus Wade. Here we go. <laughs> well, we're not going to go full detail because this all just happened. And I don't want to come out here and pretend that I'm an expert or know what I'm talking about. I know little bits and pieces of it. And I can talk about my own experience um, with my miscarriage and the procedure that I needed. You can talk about your ectopic pregnancy um, and some things that you've learned, but we'll, we'll save like a deep dive for another day. I feel like. I think it's a good idea that in, in the amount of kind of fury or ferocity, is that the word that, that kind of circling this right now, I think it's a, it's a better for us to take the time to do some research and make sure that we're speaking of things that um are true and by law and not so much you know from emotion based well and I don't want to I mean right everybody has their own opinion but I feel like that's where you get into a, a a really muddy area because your opinion shouldn't be what's driving this right and I also want to preface this conversation with I am very much open to everybody's opinions. I do believe that everybody has the right to feel or express how they feel and do anything. When it comes to opinions, I think one of the things that bothers me the most is that people feel the need to contact you or you know, put you in a place of listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I have no problem listening to other people's opinions, but I don't like it when it's in an attacking manner. Um, and I feel like we should yeah. speak to that a little bit because the same thing if we talk about COVID, there's a similar, you know, um, way or divide that people were in where people would go, well, you're wrong. I'm right. That's not what we're doing here. Um, no. And I, I, I also, yeah, I definitely think that people have their own opinions. They have their own beliefs. Um, whatever your belief is based on is your belief. But if I have my belief, I don't need you to try to change my belief to fit your narrative, mm-hmm. whatever my belief and your belief is, we can, I don't need you. Yes. I don't need you trying to change my opinion to fit your narrative. Right. Is And I think this is a good starting point because I think that's the biggest debate is one of the biggest debates that's going on in social media is, you know, religious versus state, right? Like this is very much a Christian belief, a lot of it. And that's a lot of the, um, at least what I've seen on my social media is things along the lines of, you know, 
what religions believe, what the Bible says, what Christianity believes. And one of the things I always say is, yes, we were built on different types of religions. I mean, people came here for religious freedom, but that's just it, religious freedom. You know, you're not pushing... We're not pushing one religion's beliefs onto a nation, which is kind of what's happening in a sense. Well, and I've, I have seen a lot of Christian believers saying things about their beliefs, but I've also seen on the flip side, and I'm not going to quote anything because I haven't done my research on it, but I've also seen some people posting some Bible verses that would completely contradict the narrative of that belief. Right. So the thing with the Bible verses, because you and I kind of, you and I, just for the record, everybody, Heather and I have been going back and forth on how we were going to approach the subject, because of course we don't want to offend anybody. And we do believe that everybody has rights to their opinion, which is another reason why we're not really getting into facts and just kind of sharing experience. Um, You had mentioned the Bible verses, and I can't tell you the last time I've looked in a Bible or actually read it. I don't even know if I can remember verses, but there were um, different uh, Bible verses and, you know, where to find right. a chapter. What. I saw, yeah. Cause I saw somebody share it mm-hmm. in a story and I sent it to you and was like, yeah. is this, and I asked, like, I didn't send it to you to be like, look at this. I sent it right. to be like, is this real? Is this correct? Like, is this right? So when I was looking at these last night and I would go to the chapters and the verses, it wasn't what was posted in that particular thing. So that's when it turned into an interpretation. So it's kind of like when we think about the Bill of Rights or we think about our uh, uh, constitution, um, it's the same thing. It's an interpretive narrative. You know, the Bible, they even say when the Bible was written, there's different versions of the Bible because of how it was interpreted. Right. Um, The same thing when we talk about, you know, gay marriages or we talk about eating pork, like there's all these different verses that, Again, depending who you are, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the technical terms, and I went to a Catholic school, but there are different variations of the Bible based on different times and how they were interpreted. Um, There were some things I read, too, that I don't necessarily believe it's real, and part of me wants to go buy an Old Testament, a New Testament, and kind of just... Yes, I have, I think mine is like the living, oh gosh, what is it? I can tell mine is the new living translation. So if yeah. you get an older one, I don't know if we want to do like, a that's kind of, I mean, if you want to do that. Want, yeah. Part of me kind of um, wants to into the older versions just so, to yes, I would actually be um, interested in that. So I have the new living translation. If you want to get an older one. Yeah. I can compare. Yeah. There was one verse that I read that was so interesting to me because a lot of people are using it and the people that are um, pro-life that are using it is that God performed or priests used to perform abortions by way of making a concoction and feeding it to a woman or letting a forcing a woman to drink it because her husband believed that she was cheating on him or committing adultery. Oh, adultery. Yeah. So she would drink this concoction and if her belly swelled up, that meant she was a cheater. (laughs) the whole witch thing right if you right. drowned because i'm i'm tying rocks to your feet and you drowned then you weren't right. a witch dead right so but if we what i guess what i'm saying is that on the other on the other perspective of this is like abortions in the bible because they used to make this this tea or this drink to force abortion we don't necessarily know that again because it's an interpretation the belly could have swelled because the herbs that he put in it were anti were inflammatory you know like this is right. Where there's different things to study when it comes to the Bible and how it's translated or interpreted. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I was just looking up one of the, 
one of the things that I saw was, um, do you want me to say it? Cause I just yeah. found it in the Bible and it is not at all what this person posted. Yeah. So I'm like, you're, if you're going to post information, I feel like, and this is why we're not deep diving into it, at least post accurate information. So I would be really interested as to what Bible this person is using. Right. So the, the Bible verse that they've said is Genesis verse two, line seven, line seven. And, yep. it, and it says life begins with the first breath, not a detectable heartbeat. Can I read you what the Bible says? Yeah. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils and the man became a living person. That doesn't again. match. I mean, I'm not interpreting it. No, but it's, again, it's up for interpretation, which <laughs> so is, that's, why yes. this is so dangerous. And it's so like, so I'm like, you posted that, but I, I mean, my Bible, but here's I would thing. never have said that from that. Right. And here's the thing. Everybody yeah. has the right to their opinion, their interpretation, yes. what they want to do. Right. That's why, again, as we said, is it was hard for us to kind of, we almost weren't going to touch on the subject, but as women, we should. One of the things that, as I talk about as women, one of the things that I came across today for anybody that follows me on Instagram, I was so overcome with emotions on all the things that I was reading because I wanted to take more of a legal perspective on it. And that's, that's what my degree is in, right? I, 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 I'm a bachelor's in legal studies and I wanted to understand what our rights actually are. And one of the things that I want to point out, and again, I'm still doing research. And when we do our deep dive, I'll have a little bit more information, but Roe versus Wade is not just about women. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Roe versus Wade is about medical privacy, not HIPAA. We have separate HIPAA laws, but it is about medical privacy and it's about medical privacy at a state level. And what that means is the states can intervene with what type of medical attention you receive as a human, not as a woman, just as a human. It just so happens that Roe versus Wade covered abortion in its ruling. If I break my ankle and go to the hospital and need to have surgery, there can be an intervention that says we're not going to do this procedure. At some, yeah, there's a possibility of it. Okay. So amended amendment nine and amendment 14 are the both of the amendments that Roe versus Wade was, um, was given protection for, um, but, but they, but Roe versus Wade, what my understanding, and excuse me, if I'm being ignorant on this, my understanding is the reason why the Supreme court was able to overturn Roe v. Wade is because people are saying it's not in the constitution because the, if it was in the constitution, you can't. So the term, I think the term abortion was not in the constitution. And that's the argument. Is that the only thing that's uh, from what I'm reading so far, please don't quote me on that. What no, are I'm, and I'm not. I'm just so like, for example, um, my son, who's 11, overheard you and I in a very heated discussion yesterday about this topic. And so he asked me today and he was like, what were, he says, what were you yelling at Nikki about? And he goes, no, you weren't. He goes, you weren't yelling at Nikki, but like you and Nikki were like very, <laughs> yes, about this. What, what was it? Right. And so what I told him was, I said, well, there was a Supreme Court decision that overturned something that affects, and at the, at the time, I thought women. So mm-hmm. I said that affects women. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go into detail with my 11-year-old about, and I didn't, I didn't use Roe v. Wade. I didn't use abortion. I just said um, the Supreme Court overturned something that can directly affect women. Um, and he said... Oh, 
And I said, yeah, there's some debate about whether or not that was allowed because some people are saying the 14th Amendment covered this. And he said, wait a minute, that's illegal. Yeah. They can't change it. And he started like spewing. Right. And he's 11. (laughs) And my 11 year old understands like the constitution and that's illegal and you can't do that. And I said, well, the, the issue at hand is whether or not this was part of this amendment within the constitution. And that was the length of this conversation I had with my kid, because obviously, again, I don't understand it enough to speak to him about it. And I never would because he's 11. Right. Um, So just to give you what the amendment 14 is, it's the equal protection of the laws. And there's a lot of landmark cases that were involved in it. One Roe versus Wade, which is the reproductive rights Brown versus board of education, which is a giant racial um, civil case. Like it's what helped overturn a few civil actions. Um, Bush, Bush versus Gore, which was, um, election recounts and how we do that. And then Reed versus Reed, which is a gender discrimination case. So a lot of these things are protecting our, what we believe to be everyday rights, right? So the things that we have, the things that we, I don't want to say take advantage of, but the things that we consider to be everyday rights of ours are protected under the 14th amendment. Mm. followed that because it's 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 the equal protection of the laws it's allowing multiple races genders people whatever you want to call it humans to have the same access for protection as other people i think the last one was there's a there's a few more but a big another big one was um it's like a citizenship scott versus stanford that's what it was and i'll put the link to this yeah i was gonna say will you put the link in our trello so i can throw it in the show notes so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something that i've seen at -hmm. least 10 different times on 10 different accounts and i feel your outrage and i haven't even said it um (laughs) i have seen and i've mentioned this to you before but we haven't we weren't in a thorough conversation about it i have seen at least 10 different people post a similar thing that says, and, um, a, oh gosh, now I'm going to butcher it. Um, a woman will never need an abortion to save her life. Fuck that. And my first thought was, I know three different women, you being one of them, um, the other being Chelsea and another, I have, I want to ask her to be on the podcast. Um, she's a friend of mine who have all had a topic pregnancies mm-hmm. and, um, I'm going to link your episode and I'm going to link Chelsea's episode. Cause Chelsea actually had internal bleeding and almost died. Yeah. Hers she so mine, almost died. Yeah. Hers was later in the process. Mine, I, they caught mine early on. So I don't have more of the traumatized version of it. My, but here's, I do have, that's what I want. So I want you to, I want you to, to say how that makes you feel as somebody who almost died because of eating an abortion due to an atopic pregnancy. So I have goosebumps because I do preface this. I would not talk to this if I didn't live it. If I didn't live it and I didn't do the research, let's be honest. I did the research. I have been open about my belief of abortion from when I was younger. I went to a Catholic school. I was taught certain values and a way of looking at abortion. And I was so naive to understand that abortion was done because women just didn't want to have babies. And you know, it's a life form and you shouldn't do it. So I did kind of carry that mentality. And then I learned about different things like rape, incest. And I was like, okay, like I get it if you have to do it for that standpoint. As far as health risks, 
That was never taught. So let me tell you the story when I went and did this and it's in my episode, but I don't think I got into too much detail of it. When they told me what I had to do, and I think I go into detail. I want you, I want you first to say for people who didn't listen to your episode and for people who are ignorant to the fact that they don't think that an abortion is ever necessary to save a woman's life. Tell us what an atopic pregnancy is. And is there any chance that the baby would continue to grow and be a baby or would it just be a fetus? An atopic pregnancy is when the egg drops in a fallopian tube and it continues to grow in that position. Um, there are, it never makes it to the uterus. It never makes it to the womb. It's stuck there. Um, you can go for pregnancy tests and still test positive and your blood work can have the pregnancy hormone, but the baby never makes it into the sac. Um, so what happens if you continue this pregnancy? If you can continue the pregnancy, you risk the chance of your tubes, your fallopian tubes, uh, rupturing, and then it can cause internal bleeding into the abdomen. Which Which is what happened to Chelsea, which will eventually can become fatal. And some women don't know that they have it because it it can start early on. And then that's what happened in my case where I got lucky because um, I was because we were trying to have a baby. I was tracking everything. And I I finally got it took me five weeks to get a pregnancy test. Um, But when I sat down and I talked to my doctor and they explained to me, never heard of this ever in my life. Didn't know it was a possibility. Um. And then they explained to me the procedure. Now, again, me being naive and uneducated, thought that they would go in like a DNC and they would just take it out. She, when she said, she's like, you're going to have a medical abortion is what she called it. A medical abortion. Medical abortion. And what that means is it is an abortion. And I could be quote, it's an abortion done with a medication that is for, you know, medical reasons or whatever. That was, I guess, their way they're spinning on it. I don't know if the medical reasons is really for the term medical. I think that's what she did to make me feel better because if you saw my face, I could imagine. But you didn't believe in abortion. I didn't believe in it for this case, right? Like I didn't believe, I was was put in a position because I don't want to say I didn't believe in it. I understood. And you wanted your baby. I wanted my baby. So I went in there, thinking that this would be a different procedure. But when they use the term abortion, that's when it mm-hmm. was traumatizing for me. That's where it was right. kind of mind fucked to me because here I am having my thoughts on it. Again, I knew that there were situ- certain situations, rape, incest that were, you know, were okay in my eyes to have one, but just whatever reasons like people, cause I knew people who just had them to had them. And I didn't understand why, why? Right. You, you know, and again, I don't want to go into that detail, but again, being naive and uneducated at the time. Um, and I will tell you, it was, they prescribed, I, I can't say it, meters, what is it? it? begins with an M. Um, and now Chelsea had to take the exact same medication that you did. I got it. Um, metho, medical, metho try pill something. Yeah. So it's called, um, Where's the, here it is. I was looking up this last night to get the correct terms too, because I knew we were going to talk about it. Um, Begins with an M. (laughs) Uh, Where is it? Name. Here we go. Misoprostol. I can't say it. And methoprestinone or something. I'm so sorry I butchered that. Um, But they gave me this. I can't say it. Um, and there was two pills. I had to take one orally. And I believe I had to take one vaginally. 
Um, and what that does is it does create your cervix and everything to push the pregnancy out. So in Chelsea's case, for those who have not listened to Chelsea's episode, she had to do the same thing, but her body wasn't absorbing or processing the medication. She just wasn't. Taking That's it. right. Yeah. He had a miss miscarriage because basically what the drug does is it forces a miscarriage. So again, here I am. And this is a lot, I think, to do with when I talk about my healing, because I didn't accept this. This was probably the hardest part of that situation for me, because the whole time I'm going through it is I'm having an abortion. I'm having an abortion. Looking back at it now, now that I've educated myself, I've learned about the different health issues that women can go through and, you know, just living it. I have a completely different mindset on it. And I was, 20, I was 27 when that happened. Um, so I have a good 10 years of educating myself and understanding. So for those who have heard the old version of me, yes, she was naive and uneducated and definitely true to her, you know, Christian beliefs. Um, but as you get older, you educate yourself. The right. problem with what's going on now with this is a lot of people are arguing that um, atopic pregnancies aren't necessarily abortions or you're not performing abortions. They're yes. So they're right. saying some people are saying that it will still be allowed and some people are saying it won't. And I think that's the problem is you you would have at some point died from it. And Chelsea almost died from it. Yeah. And there's some comments um, out there that say most of the time, and I don't believe this, most of the time that they'll, you know, it'll, it'll figure it out. I don't know a woman who just, if you're having internal bleeding and you don't catch it soon, I don't enough, like, I, don't, I haven't read, and I'm sure they're out there, but I haven't read stories or, or talked to anybody who's had a topic pregnancies and they just disappear. Everybody I've talked to has been forced to do a DNC or a medical abortion. Like they've done yeah. what they had to do. I've also learned, um, and I think I go into detail in my episode, that if you've had one atopic pregnancy, you have like a, I think a one in four chance to have another one. Right. So it's, a, so as now we could talk about, you know, medical, we could talk about medical privacy or medical decisions. If I went into... I don't know, gynecologist and said, you know, I want to go off birth control because I don't want to get pregnant. My question is, is can they turn around and say, oh, we can't allow you to do that because you had an atopic pregnancy and we don't want to have to perform an abortion on you. Like, can it turn? Yeah, that I don't way? know. You know, well, like, yeah, is, I, I, I don't know. Cause I'm also seeing people. And again, this is just, this is just social media. This isn't any factual, anything, but I'm also seeing people saying like contraceptives are going to be a thing that may have an issue even getting. So would you even at some point be able to even get, right. And again, I don't know if this is accurate. I don't know. I don't know where these people are getting their information. And that's why I feel like it's so dangerous. Like if you're going to post something on social media and you're going to say this, where is your reference? Like, can you cite, like, this is, let's think back to our high school college papers where you had to cite your sources. You couldn't just spew bullshit and get a good grade you had to cite your sources. And I really wish that the people who are choosing to be vocal are citing their sources of where they're getting their information because it's, it's fear mongering at its finest, just like with COVID. And it's like, you can have a position from this extreme or this extreme. There's no middle. You're either this way or you're this way. 
And there's no sources being cited. There's no medical journals. There's where is your information? Right. Where is the 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 senators and the, the mayors and and the people making these these laws for our state saying this is what's going to happen and this is what's protected? So it's really funny you say that because what got me down this rabbit hole today is I was on TikTok, as you know I do, um, and I follow a mayor, um, and I can put his uh, link to the video. But he talked about what I what I mentioned earlier. And I was like, you know what? I haven't even like thought about what other things like it's this isn't just about women. Um, and I want to bring up something you said, contraception, because I know I brought it up before, but it's Griswold versus Connecticut. And it's 381 U.S. 479 is the case number. And the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects the liberty of married couples to buy and use contraceptives without government restriction. So basically, oh, only if you're married, only if you're married. So basically we can, they can come at us. Yeah. They can come at us if they wanted to. Again, we're talking, I'm like, I'm going into handmaid's tale, like <laughs> <laughs> some bullshit. And I don't mean to sound like conspiracy theory, but this is why people, you know, people are saying things that are scary that it's like, is this true? Like, I mean, are they going to do these things? It, it can be done. Are they going to let you die if you walk into the emergency room and you're bleeding eternally? Right. So internally, the, the thing is, is when we talk about Roe versus Wade, the focus has always been obviously ab- abortion, right. but there's so many other cases that fall within this over this ruling. You know, it's, it's that right to the things, our, our liberties, our medical liberties that we've been allowed. That case was 1965. In theory, that's not that long ago. Yeah. So I guess I would, I would wonder then. So for anybody who didn't listen to my episode, Um, and we can link my episode as well. I had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. My baby was dead and I had to have a DNC, which a DNC is the same procedure that they do for an abortion, the exact same procedure. And the day that we went in for my procedure, um, because my baby's heart had stopped beating, uh, the paperwork, I mean, I should ask Shane my reaction. So they bring you paperwork before they put you under, bring you back, right? You've got to sign all the paperwork. Cause right. I'm in a, I went to a hospital. I went to a Christian hospital, mind you, Christian hospital in Austin. And, um, the paperwork said my procedure I was getting was a, um, they called it a missed abortion. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. As I'm crying hysterically, I was like, I didn't have an abortion. I, I didn't have an abortion. I'm not here for an abortion. I was pregnant. My baby died. I didn't miscarry. My body didn't expel it. That's what I'm here for. And the nurse was like, no, 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 no. We know, but that's what this procedure is called. And it like you, it, because then I looked at Shane and I was like, well, maybe our baby's not dead is, is, are they like, cause then I'm right. Maybe the, the, um, ultrasound tech was wrong. Right. And like, I went through this whole thing, like, well, maybe my baby's not, maybe my baby's heart is still beating. Am I about to like, am I about to kill my baby that I want? Yeah. And so. I guess my thought with the whole like medical privacy, people saying that um, these procedures are still going to be allowed. Well, my procedure was called a missed abortion. So are you renaming it if you're still going to allow it? And if, if you have a miscarriage and your body doesn't expel the fetus, that causes infection, Mm -hmm. an internal infection, which you can die from. Right. So I guess that's, right. People are saying that these things will still be allowed. 
But I guess what I'm trying to wrap my brain around is the terminology that's used is abortion in both cases. Right. And so if you're telling me that I didn't have an abortion, um, I had a miscarriage and the procedure to do it is the DNC, which is the same procedure for a woman who is getting an abortion. What are we calling it then? Right. And how are we, where is the, the fine line of what yeah. is happening? Right. How are we navigating this term now? Because that term it's the, and it's a mind fuck. Yeah, it is. That's, that's probably one of, I, I believe I turned to drinking as much as I did that following year, because again, I had to reteach myself something that I believed in. Right. Or, right. And now I no longer believe in. And I, I bring that part of this subject up because I do get, you know, I've been asked, you know, me, I'm very vocal on anything, you know, when it comes to political rights for, you know, men, women, and children, it's not just women, but I do have comments on everything. But I often get asked, what do you feel like? A, what, what do you feel about abortion? And I always start with, you know what? I did not believe in it at first. I go, and then I lived it and I had to do it. And I was <laughs> so thankful, right? Because imagine if we did live in a time where it wasn't, you know, and my, my, and atopic pregnancies are different because they are treating it differently than me making the decision to have an abortion. They are saying it is Correct. And it's still, I I feel like you said something though, because you lived it. Yeah. And so I feel compelled to say and wonder the people who are screaming the loudest about how happy they are regarding Roe v. Wade being overturned. I can't help but wonder do you not know that you know somebody who maybe had an atopic pregnancy? who had a missed miscarriage or had a miscarriage that didn't expel itself. Or maybe you don't know that you know somebody who at 18 years old got pregnant with an abusive boyfriend who threatened her and told her, if you don't abort this baby, I will kill you both. Right. Like So who, who maybe was raped and got pregnant and had an abortion. So I just feel like you're, you've got all this noise and all of these people consuming this content and seeing it. And my heart goes out to the people who are sitting in silence because they, they had, let's just say they had an abortion and they're seeing what their friends think of them because right. they don't know. And then you think, man, if she knew, would she not be my friend anymore? Would she not love me anymore? Would she not be my best friend? Because, right, because she knows I made this impossible decision because right. I don't ever, I don't ever think that somebody makes this decision lightly. No. And here's the thing that you just said is we still lived in a world where people keep that quiet. People do not. Sh- I mean, it's, it's shameful. It's very, right. Shameful. The, 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 the stigma around an abortion, regardless of your, and, and honestly, even after what just happened, like talking about like my miscarriage and the procedure I had, it made me feel shameful. Right. With seeing the people who I am friends with supporting something. And I'm like, do you, do you understand what you're saying when you're supporting this to the people who haven't shared with you something that maybe they think is ugly about themselves? I mean, I, I, I don't know anybody who, who, who is proud of it. I mean, and maybe people are, and that's, 
that's their choice. That's, that's their choice. But I just, I just feel compelled to say that the people who are screaming the loudest, I, I wonder you've never experienced this clearly. Um, you don't know, maybe you don't know that somebody has, or maybe you do know, and you don't care because you don't understand. Right. Like, where is your understanding for what another human being has gone through? And most, most people don't have that. That's, that's where I'm really struggling with what I'm seeing on social media. In, in, right. People don't have that, especially when they feel so, you know, fueled by their beliefs and, you know, they have their one track mind and I can't go, I can't help but go back. And I'm sorry, I keep going back to it when we, you know, we talked, I was talking about the constitution before. And the one thing I don't think I said, which I don't think these people who are yelling and screaming, you know, this is right. And we're, we're not supposed to do that. They don't understand what they're actually defending. I don't, well, yeah, I don't think so either. And that's why I'm not vocal as like, I'm vocal with the fertility stuff. Cause that's a whole other episode. That's a, whole other episode yeah. a whole other episode of, right. I'm very vocal about my infertility with my husband, our choice for IVF. Well, this now threatens people in the future. Right. Um, And and one of the things too, I want to say when I talk about medical privacy, if I go back to that Griswold, Connecticut case, who was the state to even have any say in whether or not they use contraception? Like, that's what I mean when I talk about medical privacy. People are saying you're arguing it's a life, it's not a life, whatever it is, but there are bigger things here. There are, and you guys- it's a life. It's not a life. There are bigger things. Are you going to help fund the pregnancy? Are you going to help buy diapers for people who might be in poverty? Like you've got these opinions Mm -hmm. and you're really big on these opinions and you're being, you're, you know, you're pro-life, but you don't give a shit once the baby's here. So where are you? Oh, and I don't know if I should say this or not, but where are you once the baby is born? Um, are you helping with child support because the guy decides he doesn't want a kid and hightails it out of there and she's now a single mom and can't work because she can't afford daycare? Like oh, that's yeah. that's where I that's where I really like these are these are the things that I'm really struggling with. Like, how are we gonna help these moms and these babies that they, you know, and, and you're I don't know. I could go on, but I really don't even I know do, what I, I should say. You're about inside. to get to go down a rabbit hole and I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to show, just... crazy, I'm going to show a crazy side of me, but before we get down that, the other thing, <laughs> I, the other thing I read today is that you can't, cl- you cannot claim an unborn child on your taxes. Nope. You can't. So how are we, well, if they're, born, and if they're I was born, a family, if they're born during a specific time during the tax year, you can't, there's a way of doing it. Right. But, Um, I was a family law paralegal for 10 years and you cannot get child support until the day the baby is born. So you can be pregnant and separated Mm -hmm. and you are not entitled to child support until the baby is born. Right. So does that, will that change? So exactly. You, I think the last thing to approach, because I don't know how much time we have right now, because we're (sighs) we're definitely getting into it, but I think I have to share my, (laughs) my crazy conspiracy theory. Please. This is, and you triggered it by saying, you know, people can't work and, you know, there won't be daycare. So I can't afford some, some people can't afford it. Right. So my crazy conspiracy theory is this is about control. 
Um, it's not just about women and babies. It is about control because we are forcing pregnancy to produce bodies. And what I mean by that is generations are not having the amount of kids that generations did before us, but the government is still spending, if not more money, right. Hoping to recoup that money because they would have bodies. So when you take away sexual education, contraception, abortion, you are forcing bodies. You are forcing people to produce workers, people that are eventually going to grow up and add to the economy and be taxed. Not only are you doing this in that way, you have people, families, people, families, person, mom, dad, whoever, who can't afford to feed this family. They go on welfare. They are stuck in a poverty line. They're not going to cross that poverty line. Right. Now we also have couples who make you know, maybe they make a somewhat of a good living, but childcare is too expensive. So the woman has to stay home or the husband has to stay home. Now you're forcing a one person income family. Well, so to what one thing that you just said is, um, adult workers, right? You're forcing, right. So Nikki, you're saying that these pregnancies are to control the population to force pregnancies to have now adult workers to that. I tell you, or my response to that is if a woman is wanting an abortion, who is in an abusive relationship, who doesn't want the baby, are those babies going to see adulthood or are you going to have more babies die? Is is the infant mortality rate going to skyrocket now? Or are there going to be more homeless people? Mm -hmm. Are there going to be more people on drugs? Like Mm -hmm. where, right. So So you're saying if if you, right. So to that, I say, are you, are, are they expecting to produce high functioning quality adults to people who don't want these pregnant? They're, they're, they're producing just bodies. So like, if we think about it, I use the term workers because eventually they're going to get into the economy, but to response to that, if we take the mortality rate aside, because I, I think that's a very important part and I can talk about that. We could talk about that in a separate thing, but you're forcing pe- women to have babies who can't afford it that are going to keep them reliant on the government, whether it be welfare, public housing. And another another thing that I was reading, and again, these are these are just my crazy conspiracy thoughts, um, is it's it's also to control adoption within the country instead of bringing other. I have another thought. Yeah, <laughs> I have this is this is total squirrel brain, but I I mentioned that I was a family law paralegal, so my brain goes to this. What are they going to do in the case of a woman being raped? And they're not being enough evidence to prosecute because this man now is going to have a living baby and now you're going to have to co-parent or mm-hmm. if you can't afford, right. And you've been right. If you've been raped now, right. I can't imagine your mental stability is going to be, oh, good. God, no. he get custody of the baby and now the rapist is raped. So this is where my brain goes, oh, I've, 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 right. I've, you're, I've, if you're going to force a race, if, if and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe I, I did. I do believe Texas said they are not making exceptions for rape and incest, which means in Texas. And actually, I have this an article. Just my niece sent me, you're right. Yeah. My niece sent me an article that um, our governor mm-hmm. that he's going to do away with rape. And to that, I ask how. Yeah. But my question and the thought that I go to are to these poor women being raped. 
and becoming pregnant because of that rate, are you going to force them to co-parent? Like he's, he's got rights. And if there's not enough evidence to prosecute and put him in jail for rape, he's now going to fight for joint custody mm-hmm. or sole custody. Mm-hmm. And you have to now co-parent with your rapist or, or lose visits, lose custody to your rapist because you've been raped and you mentally cannot take care of yourself, much less a baby. Right. Oh, just so my brain, my brain's already gone. They're, they're, this is where, this is where my brain goes. Yeah. And I've done this um, too. And, and what leads me to that? We are the richest country, one of the richest countries in the world. And we have the highest um, female mother mortality because we do not. And allow- persons of color are the majority of that. Yep. And that's because we do not allow or. I don't even think the word allow, I don't think allow is the word, but because of situations similar to that, people would rather die, women would rather die or kill their babies or whatever to avoid mental situations like that. Not to mention, obviously, we, the mortality rate is high too because some of our medication, the way that we handle our medical processes. That's well, that's a whole other issue, but I'm just, I'm solely thinking about right. people, a rape victim, is, right. unable to prosecute due to lack of evidence. Mm-hmm. Now he files for soul or joint custody. Right. And that's where we lead to what people are worried about, right? Is women killing themselves or women killing themselves and the baby, you know, finding a way out of it because I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, back in the day, they used to use fucking coat hangers. Like I mean, the thing is, is it's, it's the same conversation. And this, oh, this is what enrages me, right? You've got these gun control issues. And to that, I say, this is, I've said this, you're going to enforce stricter gun laws. Do you think criminals care? They're still going to get guns. Right. To, so to this, I say, you're not doing away with abortion. You're doing away with safe abortion. Exactly. Yep. You're that doing is- away with medical care that right. could help save a woman's life. Mm-hmm. She's still going to get it. She's or do she, it herself or away. I mean, there is a movie and I'll put it in the fucking show name show notes with Ryan Gosling and God, what was her name? And it's literally about a, uh, it's like a f- movie in the fifties. It's Ryan Gosling. And I want to say it's Claire Danes. And it's literally just that she gets pregnant. She doesn't want to do, um, she doesn't want to have the baby and she tries to do it herself. And it's a law and order episode about 90% of the things we've talked about, by the way, law and order special victims unit. Yep. It's called blue Valentine and it's Valentine, literally. And it's Michelle Williams, not Claire Danes. And it's literally this conversation, not having access and what she went to the length she went to, to try to do it herself. No, there's, I don't know what episode it is, but there is a legitimate law and order special victims unit episode where it's two teenagers and she goes to New York and the doctor there does everything he can so that she actually misses the the deadline to get an abortion to force the pregnancy and her and her boyfriend beat the ever living shit out of her to terminate the pregnancy themselves. And then now they're going to court um, because New York's law, I think it was, says that if the baby took a breath, if a baby doesn't take a breath outside the womb, it's not a baby yet. So they were trying to decide if they could prosecute a murder case now for Right. for this if the baby lived and anyway that's beside the point um but yeah no there's an, an episode where they she beat the shit out of herself to that's, that's okay. i think i think that's a good spot to end it in what you just said it's not necessarily taking away 
abortions. It's taking away the safe way to abort a pregnancy. And it's that's the same thing doing. with, yeah, anything, anything illegal, you're going to take away the safe of it. People are still going to find a way to do it. Right. So um, before we end, yeah, <laughs> I want to ask you, because we're talking, right. We're supposed to have a cocktail. What is your favorite <laughs> summer cocktail? Ooh, that's a tough one. I've always, I'm always so drawn to sangrias um, because of the fruit and the refreshness. So it's, it's a toss up between a sangria or a cucumber gin drink. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Cucumber, Anything cucumber gin drink. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm doing Belvedere and club soda and lemon. Mm, it's like so my thing I'm obsessed with. So, you know, that I do Hendrix club soda with a lime. So it's pretty much the same thing. Anything with club soda, cucumbers and limes is usually my thing. But if I'm out mm. to like a dinner, like we went out to dinner Sunday night. Oh my, cause my, my goddaughter's 21st birthday this weekend. We um, didn't even talk about weekend. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in our cocktail chats, but I had sangria. I had two glasses and it was delicious. Something about it is just refreshing. It but is refreshing. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Sorry. We can end now. I know it's, it's fine. We needed to end on a light note. So again, these chats will be better, <laughs> but we just want to, I just want to end so everybody knows you are entitled to your own opinion. You owe it to yourself to do your own research and you can interpret things how you want to interpret. What we are saying is kind of just our way of navigating it. We do want to do more on this subject, but again, it might take us some time to do all the research. Um, right. But, you know, something to keep in mind, we'll post some of the things, but do your research on your amendments and your rights. This, like I said, this is not just a woman thing. There's sexual education is up for grabs. Same-sex marriage is up for grabs. Um, contraception is up for grabs, you know, medical. Right. Privacy. Well, and I, I think it was important that we kind of shared our squirrel brains of where we go and what we think about. Right. Um, so what I would like to say to that, if any, if you've heard anything that we've said, and you have actual research, will you send it to us? Because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want opinions. I don't want blogs. I don't want, I want like actual factual shit yeah. because I want to educate myself. Right. Um, and so I feel like all I did was say like, this is where my brain goes. This is what I'm worried about. This is what I'm thinking about. And I want somebody to send me actual concrete physical evidence so if you have any or links to anything, will you uh, send it to us? And Nikki will tell you how. Yeah. So if you want to um, DM us, you can find us on Instagram at unlikely to apologize podcast. Um, you could also email, uh, email us at hello at unlikely to apologize.com. Again, you can also get us on our private Instagrams. I'm Nikki underscore underscore cams. I am Heather Lynn Flores with an S. And that seems to be it guys. Um, again, a couple weeks of this. I know. I hope we like, we're again, not meant to piss anybody off. Just kind of piss anybody off. Yeah. But it's, it is what it is. Everybody is entitled. Again, this is us just navigating the subject as best we could without doing our actual full factual research. Um, in the meantime, just another note, if you know anybody that would like to come on the show, when we pick up again in the fall, please send them our way. Um, and please rate us. Yes. On iTunes. That is the only way for people to find us. When you rate us and leave us a review, it bumps us up to yeah. the top. Um, so more people can find us. Yeah. 
So on that note, everybody have a great week and we'll talk next week. Bye everyone. Bye.